1: <laughs> we made it i'm so happy to see both of you you made it out of 2020 uh, barely
2: congratulations can't
1: say 2021's off to a better start but
2: <laughs> no what shape are we in that's the personally
3: question. i go by the lunar calendar uh like the other half of the world so we are still technically in 2020 so not until around valentine's day does the lunar new year shift and the ox
1: show up so that's i'm waiting for that I'm in a very different world
3: by the time that, by the time Valentine's Day rolls around.
1: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Indeed. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been quite a a time, but hey, we're in 2021. It's the, uh, second weekend of the year. So, uh, Ray, Kyle, how are things? What's going on in your movie lives? Anything exciting and interesting and worth talking about
2: well like a bunch of people in our discord community i'm taking part in the 2021 criterion challenge oh
3: i don't know about the criterion challenge tell me about that
2: so like there's this list on letterboxd that someone came up with and it gives you 52 criteria for Movies And you pick one that fits that criteria for each week of the year. And so I watched my first one, uh, the criteria for which was a movie from 1984, which is when the Criterion Collection started. And I watched the movie Paris, Texas, which I gave five stars. I thought it was phenomenal.
1: That's a good way to start the list. Hopefully it it keeps that momentum and doesn't uh, drop off the cliff for you.
2: <laughs> yeah
3: uh, Criterion. I, I find fascinating because where else can you have kurosawa and michael bay films right next to each other <laughs> <laughs> it's so fast it was interesting because a- apple ran a sale of like Criterion, so i was going through and i was i was sort of completing my my uh my kurosawa collection uh but it was interesting to see like what what they considered to be criterion worthy
1: I mean, they have licensed a lot of really interesting things from around the world. So I think it would be fun to do. I just, you know me, I have way too many movie lists that I'm trying to do right now. My watch list is already too full. I'm just like, you know, I can't, I can't add another 52 films to my list right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's next on the list, Ray? Um, it's actually a Kurosawa film. It's the, the Bad Sleep Well.
1: Oh, look at that. Was, now, is that was that the category or did you just use that film to fill the slot in?
2: Week two actually is the one that is directed by Kurosawa. Kurosawa, oh, okay. but but there there was um, one week like where it was a movie from the 1950s, and I chose a Kurosawa movie, and I think it was The Idiot. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Good luck. But the, you would like <laughs> yeah, so, you would like week and five, forward, Andy, because it is uh, Criterion movies released on Laserdisc. Hey,
1: ooh, wow! I remember Laserdisc. Well, you know, speaking of movies and and, uh, and stuff, I mean, Spamalot's going to be a movie. It sounds like, right? Sounds like
2: it. Yeah, I
3: I find this fascinating because are they just are people just buying up Broadway things now? Because that was an okay show. But it already was a movie. Like, <laughs> right. Hey, it, it
1: worked, it's, it's worked before, right? I mean, the producers. Oh, it, no, it did not work in the producers. What that movie work? was a bomb. I'm forgetting the one that uh, it's Good Morning Baltimore. What's that one? Oh, Hairspray. Right. Hairspray. There you go. So
3: yeah, true. It became a movie, became a musical, and then yeah, they they kind
1: then. of do this whole backward and forward thing over and over again. So I mean, it has it has been I, I'll say it has been financially successful. I can't say that it's necessarily. Uh, quality I don't, I don't i don't know if the quality is necessarily <laughs> there i've never seen spam a lot i can't say i mean True. Monty python and the holy grail is is always been a favorite of mine so i love that yeah. but I, it does make me wonder it's like did they did they need to make a movie of this but yeah who knows
3: the only one i can think of that it i feel like it really worked would be little shop of horrors because that was a movie that was made into a Broadway musical, and then back to movie, and I feel like the movie musical really holds
1: up. A hundred percent, yeah, that's actually... But, well, that's an interesting one, because the movie was such a... It it was almost like a very interesting journey for that one, because that movie was such a Corman, low-budget schlock film and, and the Broadway
3: <laughs> only for Jack. Nicholson exactly. Being right. A,
1: the, and the, the Broadway show really kind of changed things up and did everything better. Plus, I mean, it had, you know, who Alan Mencken was writing that the musical there. So uh, it just, you know, there there's a lot of uh, strength behind that alone. So it, so, yeah, I can see that that being a great success. But yeah, I don't know. I'm curious about Spamalot, uh, but I've never been curious enough to to seek out the Broadway show.
2: Uh, well, I remember when the show came out, uh, initially, I never got the chance to see the show, but I listened to the CD religiously. Oh, you yeah. have? Because I I was a... Yeah,
3: the cast recording's really good. That's uh, Is it Tim Curry?
2: Yes. Tim Curry yeah. plays King Arthur. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, David Hyde Pierce was in that, too, I believe? Yeah,
2: he okay. played Sir Robin Hank Azaria.
3: But, you know, anything that gets Eric Idle more money,
1: I'm all for it. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I feel like was it I, I and I know you know it's been a while since we talked about the producers i mean it was it was two thousand and eighteen because we were, it was part of our uh fiftieth anniversary uh year when we were looking at films from nineteen sixty eight uh, we looked at the producers and the the broadway the movie version of the Broadway show that was adapted from it and i i can't i know we talked about this I just can't remember now the whole idea of adapting movies to Broadway musicals, like, you know, I, you know, obviously there have been a lot of that kind of back and forth, but it really seemed that the success of the producers, like really spurred a lot of this stuff on leading to like the lion King. And then that really just kind of blew up all the Disney properties. And and then all of a sudden it was like, everybody wanted to get on the train. And I mean, Mel Brooks has done more of his properties and I mean, everybody's just doing all this stuff now. So.
3: Yeah, I think there there was rumors of a blazing saddles at some point that Mel was working on, but I don't know if that ever materialized.
2: I know they did Young Frankenstein. Yeah, they that's, did Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Frankenstein Frank, I actually have a real soft spot for. I really
3: liked their adaptation of it, but it did not do well and it closed pretty quickly on Broadway.
2: Oh, really? I hadn't mm. heard
3: that. Yeah, I knew that they did I mean, it, yeah, but I mean, Megan Mullally was great in that. I mean, Sutton Foster was great in that. Roger Bart. I mean, it was a really really good show, but just didn't catch on with audiences.
1: That's yeah. It's, it's such a great movie. That's what I need to uh, I need to rewatch. I miss it.
3: Oh, and Andrea Martin was was uh, Frau Blucher <laughs> 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 and did such, did a great job
1: too.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was say, I was waiting for that.
3: <laughs> see, if, see if they drop a sound effect in there for me. Uh, while we're on this on this this subject, there is actually one of my favorite musicals fits in this category and is completely overlooked by all things because. It was a obscure musical based on an obscure film, and it's called My Favorite Year. You guys remember My oh, Favorite Year? That's
1: great, yeah. We talked about it on the show.
3: Yeah, so they yeah. actually did a musical version of it, uh, really? starring okay. Tim
1: Curry, like he he had the 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 lead
3: role. Uh, and it's it's just it's it's a really interesting musical that's a slice of life from that time, like about a television show happening at that time, and then also you know, telling the story of of you know this big movie star sort of on the outs, uh, comes to the show, and to, and great music and stuff, too. It's just one of these, like, it was too early. Like, it came out before sort of the, the boom of adapting movies uh, to musicals, and so it sort of got there too soon and didn't really do that successful. But I love that show. So any, any musicals fan out there, I'd check that out. It's a really, really great cast recording.
1: And I will say that was something good that came out of the pandemic is that whole like Broadway like a show a week sort of thing that they were doing for a while. I saw some of Phantom when that was out there. And, yeah, that's right. yeah,
3: and, and and Phantom Two, more Phantomer. Uh, <laughs> Love Never Dies. So if you guys have ever seen the sequel to Phantom of the Opera? It's out there now. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> okay. know that was a thing. Yeah. So. Uh, it's called it's called Love Never Dies, and it's about Phantom comes to America. <laughs> I swear to God, like the show is the Phantom joins a no no, the Phantom of the Opera oh, joins a freak show that operates on Coney Island, uh and then <laughs> and then Christine travels over and meets up with him again, and he finds out he has a child. I, it, it is not to be missed because wow, <laughs> you know, like I say, this is the next real podcast we're talking about musicals, but hey, while we're talking about it, you know, they did an Annie too. Really? Yes, it was called Annie Warbucks. There was a, a Broadway musical <laughs> sequel to Annie.
2: All right. Oh, jeez.
3: Much less. Also, there was a there now it was a, uh, we know all it, the Spider-Man musical, but there was also a Superman musical.
1: Interesting.
3: <laughs> called the "Look Up in the Sky." It's Superman. I swear to God, the cast album is out there.
1: <laughs> wow. Officially licensed by DC. Even I don't okay, like DC so. This conversation has been good and enlightening because what it tells me, what it tells me is that theater people are as desperate for properties as film oh, people, yes. and they Absolutely. will rip off, they will do whatever they can to get a new show sold, whether it's making a crappy sequel or or jumping onto some superhero bandwagon. So there you go, you can
3: carry the musical.
1: <laughs> That's one I feel like I have heard. It's, yeah. it's it's well, I just ridiculous. That, it's crazy. It got it's revived crazy. by uh Riverdale.
3: They did an adaptation they, they in the show they were doing a, a did version they? of it. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, well speaking of uh movies and and uh screenings and stuff, Kyle, you found some interesting uh, or an interesting article about a film festival. Did you want to talk about this particular film festival? <laughs>
3: I did. It was it was uh <laughs> interesting because how do you do film festivals now when you can't get together? Like are you you know, you can't do a Sundance where you're running from screening to screening, and everybody, you know, descends on a town and stuff, and, and you go around. So, what do you do? Well, from the people who brought you uh, a film festival that you had to lay in a coffin to watch, uh, <laughs> now comes uh, a, a film festival where, if you win, you get to get you get sent to a lighthouse alone to watch the films. <laughs> So that's something you win, and not a punishment that you were done. It's I don't know. It's I find it fascinating that they're they're trying to find new ways to do this stuff. But also, do they take you there by force?
1: <laughs> the whole thing. I honestly, it is one of those things where I see this sort of thing, and I'm like, I totally want to sign up for that. <laughs> I totally want to go. But I'm like, That's, do I have to pay for my own ticket because it's right? it's off the coast of Sweden. It's right. yeah, off the where was the the thing? It was on the the very edge of the arch, archipelago in one of Sweden's most barren wind-swept locations. <laughs>
3: And that's, that's a steep competition.
1: Yeah, and and it's like, you know, it's a it's a seven day festival. It's like a full week, January twenty ninth to February eighth, yeah. and you have to uh you're watching sixty movies over the course of that period of time. I, you know, I don't know. Well, and they're they're doing it at a couple other places too. They rented out an arena which seats twelve thousand some people and a, a big theater, but uh, that seats like seven hundred people. But it's the same thing. You can only you can only they're only doing it for one person. And I was like, wow, this is a really Interesting way to kind of create a type of festival that is and then the person who is there, you're gonna be journaling a video journal for every movie that you see, and then people around the world can check in on your thoughts about the movies and everything. Oh, so I was going to,
3: video journal it makes a lot more sense. I thought you know, it was gonna be like
1: dearest Hortensia. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm on film seven in my senetes. Well, and, and it's yeah, you know, with a quill. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well they saw the lighthouse and they're like, it only makes sense. It only makes sense.
2: Well if you go out there for for the love of God, please leave the seagulls alone, especially if you see one with only one eye.
1: Yeah, clearly. Albatross! <laughs> oh. Wow. That. Uh, Damien Chazelle has a new movie coming out. Uh, what is this Ooh, one? Huh? Is it about
2: jazz? No. Oh, hooray! It's about the <laughs> pre-code Hollywood transition from silent movies to talkies. Oh, okay. And... It's uh, apparently, uh, it's a period drama film called Babylon, starring Brad Pitt in the lead role. And um, it's a Paramount picture. And uh, initially, I guess Emma Stone was supposed to be the leading lady, but she had to back out of that. And they've approached Margot Robbie. I'm not sure if she's taken the role or not, but that's where that is. But uh, initially, the film had a release date of christmas 2021 but it's been changed to december of
3: 2022 wow okay well i guess if they're casting i guess they're not even filming
1: it yeah it sounds like a trick and everything trying to deal with that and covid and i mean restrictions and la is getting shut down and all that sort of stuff so yeah it makes it a little hard to get stuff done
3: but yeah brad pitt and Margot robbie that's an interesting pairing yeah i know they were both in uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, but I don't. Did do they have any scenes
1: together?
2: Yeah, no, just... I don't think that they. They do, do at the they... end
1: of the driveway, when, don't they? Uh, just like like one point when she's going out to her place and he's and and Leonardo are going up to theirs. I can't remember. I feel like they did. Okay. No, because at that I point, I just, I at that
2: point, Brad Pitt had been taken to the hospital.
1: Hmm. Oh. Okay. okay. I was thinking it was before
2: all, all right, of movie that.
3: sleuths. Let us know.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hit us yeah. up
3: on Discord. Let us know.
1: <laughs> I'm really curious about uh, this one. Damien Chazelle is a director who I've been kind of hot and cold with, though. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm curious about this one. I think it's an interesting period in Hollywood. I think the cast sounds interesting. I hope I I like it. You know, I hope it's La La Land just never quite hit it for me. I really wanted it to be a little more. I I like the music and everything. I just, the movie didn't work quite as well. But Whiplash, I love. Um, I thought um, First Man was interesting, but I didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't care for it as much. But uh, yeah, uh, well, I guess we'll see. I'm curious.
2: I I think the only film of his that I've seen has been Whiplash, but that is one of my favorite films.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I've seen, I saw La La Land, and I enjoyed it. But it was, I don't know, sort of. Uh cotton candy like i and then like i never think about it it's like it just it just passed through and it never did make any impact on me um even though i liked everybody in it uh so yeah I'm, and i have not seen whiplash which I, I guess i i might get banned from the podcast for admitting that but um.
2: <laughs> go now
1: <laughs> <laughs> well last but not least with our news uh ray you've got a new show coming out this week huh
2: yes well
1: that's exciting so what is this and when is it uh, when can people hear it
2: ocean murph of Satmat fame and i have gotten together and th- there's this concept where there are plenty of films that you might call a guilty pleasure and what is a guilty pleasure it's a movie that you kind of are hesitant to admit that you like it because it's not very well liked by others, whether it's critically or your friends audiences, what have you. So we're doing a show called silver linings, which looks at quote unquote bad movies and looks at the redeeming qualities of those films and hopefully helps the listener look at it through rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> but um, so we're doing our, our first episode actually goes public on the 15th of January. Uh, but if you're a member uh, of The Next Reel, you actually get early access to it yesterday, the 8th of January. Ooh. And the first episode is on the John Carpenter movie Escape from L.A.,
3: Yes! <laughs> love that movie. Really? Hey, you got, you got a built-in I, fan I, you right know, here, right? Exactly. I said, two of my favorite people doing a show, a concept I love, about a movie I also love. I, <laughs> did you make this just for me, and you're just sharing it with other people?
2: Actually, we did find your diary, and we thought, you know, this is what we need to do.
1: <laughs> Bruce Campbell's finest cameos.
2: <laughs> right?
1: What are some of the other movies you're gonna be talking about? Do you have a do you have a Ooh, few you, others that are us? on the list? Yeah.
2: Okay, well, I will tell you a couple. Uh, we're looking at uh, so Escape from LA. Uh, we're also looking at the 2019 film Brightburn. Oh, interesting. Which got some pretty mixed to low reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2010 remake of The Wolfman. Ooh. But he's still dead total. Right, and then yeah. swordfish.
3: Oh, swordfish! Wow.
2: <laughs> so those will be our first four episodes.
1: Ball bearings, baby,
2: and it'll be a monthly episode. So yeah, a
1: that uh, that's uh, I feel like Halle Berry <laughs> was used for one particular purpose in that particular movie. <laughs> let's just let's for just her say. wit. <laughs> Oh wow. Well I can't wait to listen. Everybody uh check it out. Uh it's gonna be another show part of the Next Real family. So it should be a fun one to to listen to and
2: will that be on the regular Next Real feed? Yeah, I believe it'll be in the uh master feed, yeah.
1: In the master feed? Should okay. pop up in the master feed and, I to subscribe and then, Well I we you know, I don't know if people know this. We have a master feed, but we have also split out all of the shows into their own feeds. So as long as the show has had, dun, you know, dun, dun. X number of episodes, yeah, you can actually just jump in. And if you want all the film board episodes in a handy, easy to listen to place, you can just get all the film board episodes or Ooh. the main show or the speakeasies, et cetera, et cetera. So that is a thing.
2: I want the MMM.
1: That is a thing already. <laughs> like, it Speaking is. of, we it should is. be having a season three starting soon. I don't know if we have any news on that, but right, Kyle, it is starting soon
3: oh yes Uh, uh, Marvel Movie Minute season 3 is well into production uh, and we will be dropping this episode soon Uh, additionally I can say uh, one fun thing that we're adding this season is that we will be doing a weekly recap video show so uh, for those it will be totally different content so like if you listen to the show to both things uh, you can do it but if you are too busy to listen to a minute by minute podcast we'll be recapping that and also talking about whatever Marvel news happens to be a couple Along at the moment, and we're hoping to have it come out about the same time as, uh, you know, a particular Marvel show that we'll be dropping. Very excellent. Soon.
1: So that's excellent. hot. Can't wait. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. It's a, it'll be a fun one to hear you two, uh, fight about. <laughs> put, the, <laughs> put the dukes up for Iron Man 2. Excellent. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, let's talk trailers. Let's keep this thing moving along. Um, I got in there first, uh, and I went with an interesting pandemic movie that i i didn't realize that they were making but a lot of big names behind it doug lyman directing it stephen knight wrote it and it stars Anne hathaway chiwetel Ejiofor, Steven stephen merchant mindy kaling lucy boynton ben stiller ben kingsley uh dule hill jasmine simon a lot of really interesting
2: people in a heist
1: comedy called locked down Hi, Paxton. We heard London's in total lockdown.
2: We are all locked in this psychological prison of burning aloneness.
3: How's Linda?
2: She's somewhere in the house.
3: Is there some type of issue?
2: We are fine. Not only is everything not okay, nothing is okay. Linda said she was planning to end our thing. Nobody wants to live alone. In two weeks, we are locked together here. You know you think I'm so happy and normal? No, I, I'd never accuse you of being happy and normal. Because I'm not! I've been furloughed. Now
1: there is literally zero purpose to my life. I'm going to get provisions.
2: We need milk, bread.
1: Wait, how many asses have you got? Piss off! <laughs> The nice people that I
0: fired, they were fired because of me. It's not about the virus, it's about who I am and what I do for a living.
1: You fired them well.
0: Thank you.
2: Is that a glass of wine? Yes, yeah, it is.
0: We have a situation, Pexton. All the major department stores are closing. They want everything out in the next four days.
2: We have a problem. At Harrods, we have $4 million worth of jewelry.
0: Someone's going to have to pack the valuables up. I believe you're a man who can be trusted.
2: I am. Yeah, no, I can be trusted. It's going to have to be someone that we trust, so that means inevitably it's going to be me. It's a new what are you taking out of Harris? A diamond. It's a new day. Since lockdown, I'm looking back at myself like, that was then and this is now. Yeah. The bastards who told me to fire those people, they are bad. You and I are good. Good is better than bad. You're We're- talking about stealing a diamond. Three million pounds. Live wild or
1: die, Linda. And I'm feeling good. This trailer started, and at first, I was just like, "Okay, I feel like this is just going to be a a, a drama." or maybe a drama comedy about a relationship falling apart during a pandemic, because that's certainly what it seems like with Chiwetel Ejiofor and and Anne Hathaway as the couple, as he's talking to friends and they film it. It it seems like a really smartly told story, like a lot of conversations told through Zoom or Skype or different things like that with people as Chuatel's trying to figure out how to deal with his wife, who clearly can't handle the pandemic. Lo and behold, all of a sudden, this opportunity comes up where her company hires her to, to basically hire this, uh, kind of getting all of the jewelry out of Herod's, um, because of the pandemic and everything. They need to kind of clear the store out, and and so the two of them. Uh, decide they're going to, you know what, let's just steal some of the jewelry while we're at it. And it turns into this crazy heist comedy where he ends up with the name Edgar Allan Poe as a code name and all sorts of insanity. <laughs> I was laughing so hard during this trailer. I just, I was thrilled to see them doing something really interesting that looks like a fun A fun way, I know one of, I can't remember if it was one of you or somebody had picked a pandemic trailer (laughs) that was coming out that really didn't look very fun at all. And this one actually was like, okay, they're doing a pandemic story in a fun and interesting way that I can totally get behind. I had such a great time watching this trailer. What did you two think?
3: If memory I think you're talking about Songbird, and I think that was Tommy that picked it. I think he yes. picked it specifically because of how bad it looked. <laughs> uh, and, and what I, a I terrible idea! It. And I had the same reaction <laughs> in this one yes yeah well it was a terrible idea and it looks like a terrible movie no anyone who was involved but like I was like this is the wrong movie at the wrong time I do yeah, not you... want to see it but right then you get yours and I, I had the same worry and then I went to the same journey as you did I'm like oh okay relationships okay, okay all right fine and then they would have a heist I'm like and now I'm intrigued <laughs> and so it's like then the more the more names started coming up it was like I I like all of these people I, I like all these filmmakers like it turns out this like this beautiful gift has been delivered I, I didn't even even though this movie existed and now it's coming out in like a week. Yeah, yeah like, right. Oh. It's crazy. And I and I I'm on I'm on that service too. I was like, well, thank you 2021.
2: <laughs> well, I I think it looks interesting and I think particularly for the time that we're living in now, but my only worry and it's kind of a big one for me is that once we find our way out of this pandemic, I feel like this movie is going to feel really dated. Hmm. I I, just—I don't know. I just get get this feeling like it won't hold up. Maybe—it's probably just me because I I suck at being able to foretell how a movie is going to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's something to be said deliberately taking place during a pandemic. Like, they're wearing masks, all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you know, give it five years. People might say, oh, I don't want to see anything having to do with the pandemic anymore. I mean, it may be too timely. I guess we'll see. I mean, it's it's all been done within the last six months. I mean, they they just announced it in September, and then I think started filming uh, in October, and uh, were uh, just kind of it, it. The whole thing happened very quickly, just trying to crank something creative out of this whole mess. So I'm excited. It's going to be hitting HBO Max, as Kyle alluded to, January 14th. So if you want to see it, you'll have to uh, hop onto HBO Max to check it out then.
3: And did they give Chuatel Edge of Four a, a receding hairline? Like, that was like the, the biggest visual effect in that movie, I thought. Like, he doesn't have a receding hairline, but I think that they
1: designed his hair to be bad. I don't know. I, I, You know, I honestly didn't... I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at his facial hair and I was like, I'm not used to hearing him speak <laughs> yeah. his real accent and everything. It was like all these right. other things that were crossing true. my mind as I was looking at him. But, you know, Kyle, we all do age. It's entirely possible he's <laughs> losing <laughs> it's some true. hair. It's possible.
3: I mean, you know... <laughs> i I just i I wonder if it's one of those like uh you know character actor choices where they're just like i'm gonna make an extreme choice. well it's one
1: of those things where as i was looking at it i'm like i wonder if all the actors like if they're having them do their own makeup for it like because because there were times especially at the beginning when it was just Chuatel and Anne in their house and stuff i'm like they don't. They look kind of like they do, like when you see them on in Zoom interviews. Like they, they don't look completely put together. So I was like, maybe this is one of those movies. But then by the time they're in the heist, they look like, you know, makeup trailers and all that sort of thing. So who knows? All right, Ray. Uh, let's talk about your trailer. What's uh, what's what's what did you bring to the
2: table? My movie is uh, called Savage State. It's uh, it's actually a French film that has looks like it's been making the uh festival circuit and the movie is about uh, it takes place during the american civil war and it's about a family of french settlers who live in missouri and whenever the war breaks out they decide to flee and go back to paris and so there's the father uh the wife their maid and three daughters and uh basically there's uh, a former mercenary who's escorting them I guess and there's a relationship between him and the youngest daughter and it's threatening to uh, basically disband the group they said this war would be over in the blink of an eye what are do we doing when this war is over like everyone else
3: we jump on the bandwagon no <laughs>
2: It's a mobile battalion. Considerez que les nordistes ont déjà gagné cette guerre. Tout ce que vous avez ici, vous allez le perdre. Who are you? Victor Lott. Your father knows who I am. Cinq fois cette somme, si vous nous guidez jusqu'au prochain bateau pour la France.
0: Come along this side. Slowly, don't look down.
1: I'm the one who decides what's right or wrong around here.
2: We'll soon be moving into Yankee territory. Where? By
0: the river. She looked deranged.
2: Several horses. It looks exciting. I think uh, it has... Uh, a very interesting feel to it. It feels a little, I don't know if gritty is the right word I'm looking for, but it it looks, oh man, it, it, okay. It reminded me of some of the scenes in the movie Lincoln. Whenever you see uh, the effects of the, the war going on, it reminded me of that a little bit. I, it just feels like it could be really good. And uh, looks like it's going to be available to us on Apple TV on January twenty ninth.
1: What I find interesting is that here we are getting a uh, an American Western directed by a Frenchman, kind of telling a story about kind of this French family dealing with these settlers from France, and it's it's all it's like a different perspective for a Western. And I you know I don't know I color me intrigued. I, I'm always curious to learn more about this sort of thing. I find this to be an interesting perspective to take for a Western. I think in context of the story, it looked like there are some elements that I'm like, hmm, I'm not so sure about like this mysterious, you know, ex-girlfriend who's after them and stuff like that. I was like, well, I don't know where, where that's going to go. But just the idea of a French filmmaker making an American Western about these French colonists, I find to be pretty interesting.
3: I agree i agree with all that uh, i i'm interested to see, i thought it when it started it was going to be another like i'm like oh this is like a character piece meditation on western stuff to like okay and then at the end then all of a sudden the guns came out and i was like oh okay so it's actually like a, a full-on western because when they get to the end it looks like probably the last reel will be you know a standoff at the house where the they have to fight off against these you know the. Hell hath no fury, um, woman. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting to see, like, the like you're saying, uh, a sort of traditional American format done uh, from a di- very, very different perspective. So yeah, it was a good find,
2: right? It initially came out in France almost a year ago in February of 2020, and on IMDb at this moment, it has a five out of ten. But and the way the one prominent user review is like one sentence and it says this is a really stupid film which gets more and more absurd as it goes on but we had a laugh at its expense <laughs> have you been trolling us this whole time right <laughs> either way whether it's good or bad it could be good
1: because unless it gets one more point and
3: Andy's right. never
2: gonna watch it
1: all right kyle what's what's your pick Uh, uh, Mine
3: suddenly uh, appeared, magically, as as I needed it, uh, and it's called Outside the Wire.
0: Sir, look at the Captain Leo.
2: You must have really messed up if they sent you to Leo. Do you know why you're here? Maybe because I broke chain of command.
0: Harp, he's not like us.
3: You're up. You're commanding officer. Let me give you 60 seconds to deal with it. Yes, sir. Cool. What are you, AI? I'm Gump's AI. I'm a prototype, and my existence is classified. But I can't do this alone. I need someone who can think outside the box. That's why you're here. I chose you. You got a picture of him? I'm not even having this conversation. Hey, it's fair game, rookie. She's a hottie, congratulations. Thank you. Hey, my gummy bear? Oh, my gummy bear. Please, tell me what you know. In front of him? You can trust him. These are your informants? Listen, I'm a combat soldier, but I feel more than you think. I can't do this with eyes on me. They put your tracker in your back? Sometimes you gotta get dirty to see any real change.
0: Welcome to the war,
3: kid. One interesting side effect of Netflix just spending cash like crazy is it's brought back one of my favorite things, which is the mid-budget action movie. Like, they've been gone for so long, uh, and now Netflix has sort of revived it. You have, like, Triple Frontier and Extraction. Like, you have these sort of just... You take a star and an action premise and go. Uh, And so for this one, we have a bit of more of a sci-fi element. We have Anthony Mackie. Uh, He is... It's revealed in the trailer, so this is not a spoiler. Yeah, He is uh, an android. So you have a sort of future war thing going on with drones and, and robot soldiers. And then he is a different kind of robot soldier. And so you have the, the young rookie and the, the robotic veteran uh, who sort of team up to go. And then it goes along. It seems to be there's some military intrigue going on. that He's um, pursuing some secret agenda that they're not really sure about so uh it comes out on january 15th and uh, i'm interested to see anything that anthony mackey's in so what'd you guys think
2: I thought it uh, looked really interesting, but it really, really caught me off guard. Whenever all of a sudden it veers into sci-fi territory, <laughs> because I'm thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a really cool, you know, military drama with the prominently African American cast." And it right, looks like really a military good. training day. Right.
3: That's how it starts out.
2: And then he walks in on him, and he's, like, half holographic. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but but it looks really cool. I, like, I, I had no idea that this was coming. And now that you've shared this trailer, I am really excited to give this a watch. I had seen
1: uh I, I i don't know if it's on imdb or or some film site where like they they showed some images like they'll have like an image like a rotation of images popping up for new projects that have just been announced or coming etc and i saw some images from this and i'm like huh that looks kind of interesting i hadn't heard anything about that but i i didn't look any further until you posted this trailer and i'm like oh this was that thing that looked really interesting so I, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see this one and see what they do with it. I love watching Anthony Mackie. I just think he's always a delight on screen in um, any whatever it is, and I think that he's great. The premise looks pretty interesting. I hope, they, I hope it can turn into a, a stronger story than stuff like Extraction, because a lot of those I do. Yeah. That tends to be the problem with, I think, a lot of these middle-budget action films is it does what it needs to do action-wise, but the story tends to be a little lacking. So I, I hope that the story's there because the trailer has an interesting thing going for it. And I feel like, okay, this could actually go down a really interesting road that I find really successful. So, yeah, I'm I'm very curious about this one. So that comes to Netflix on January 15th.
3: So once you're done watching the first episode of WandaVision, you can flip over to Netflix and watch this.
1: Excellent. Uh, All right. Well, gents, um, we are going to do a little bit of IMDb game today for a little bit, huh? Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, the IMDb game. IMDb is uh, anyone who has looked at their site on any person on their site. It has a little known for section that lists four films that 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 they say that particular person is known for. Strange algorithms, though, lead things to pop up on that known for list that people go, huh, is that really what they're known for? Always curious to to find out what IMDb has on that list. So we are going to do the IMDb game. Um, we each brought two actors or actresses, and we're going to uh, bring them to the others to see, uh, to see how everyone, everyone fares with this thing. So who wants to kick us off?
2: Oh, I'll go. In honor of WandaVision coming up, I thought it'd be fun to take a look at Paul Bettany. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, wow.
3: Okay. So Paul this, this
1: Bettany. Is a, I mean, it was collaborative, right? So it's Andy and I yes. together. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I feel right, so like A Beautiful Mind is probably That's, in there.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that was my first thought, too. Beautiful Mind yeah. has to be on there. Okay.
1: What do, what um, do you think about um, uh, what's the um, Russell Crowe uh, ocean-faring movie? Oh, Master and Commander. Master and Commander. Do you think that um that one's on there?
3: That's interesting.
1: That seems like that. Uh, do you think do you think a, a Marvel movie is gonna be up there? What do you think Infinity War is gonna be there? Cause... Oh I, there has to be a Marvel movie.
3: Is it that or do you think or Civil War? I mean he showed up in Age of Ultron, but it's not gonna be Age of
1: Ultron. I don't know. Age of Ultron seems pretty pretty possible. I
3: I think if, if it's by ratings, then I, I think that Infinity War is gonna have a higher rating. But I, I, once again, the mysterious
1: algorithm of IMDb. I know, because a lot of times it is that first appearance. So it does make me think that Age of Ultron might be might have a leg up over the other ones because that was where he first appeared as that character. Um, but that it does make me question, are there going to be multiple Marvel movies on here?
2: I mean, can, can we ask if they are films or
1: TV projects? <laughs> yeah, like as in is WandaVision on there?
2: I will tell you, in this case, they are all films.
1: Um, he also did that movie Creation that was about Darwin.
3: He, he also played an angel in Legion, he if did. I remember yeah. correctly.
1: Yeah. He's a busy boy. He is a busy is. boy. All right. So. Okay, so uh,
3: Beautiful Mind, yes. Yes. Uh, Master and Commander, I will say yes as well. I still think it's going to be Infinity War over Age of Ultron.
1: Uh, I think it's going to be Ultron. You think it's gonna be ultra? I think it's gonna be ultra. It's the
3: first. I think it's I, gonna be
1: death, not birth. Death, not birth. People love a good death. <sighs> well, I mean, okay, we can put it on there, but then it's your fault if we don't get the point. It for is. It. it would. Oh, be my so, fault. so you want put in I don't know. I feel like this is gonna be another. Like, I say we throw creation on there. Serious Some, acting film. it's, it's in it, creation? You know, it's a weird one.
3: Wait, wait, wait! Hold on.
1: Knight's Tale was he in Knight's Tale? He was in Knight's Tale. He was. That's a, Heath that was Letters, a very popular movie too. Uh, uh, what Squire? Describe whatever. I was like, I was like, was it Shakespeare in Love? No, it was
3: Night's. It was a night's tale. The same. Within oh, now uh, that you say that, you throw yeah, that in the right, mix? right? I think Jeez. that's my. Four, that's where I think the fourth slot is. is oh. Night's tale. Okay, you give me Knight's Tale. I'll give you. Okay, okay, <laughs> <Ultra>. <laughs> okay
1: There you go. Night's Tale and Ultron. All right, Ray. So that's what we're gonna go with. We're gonna go okay. with Beautiful Mind, Master Commander. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron and A Knight's Tale.
2: You guys are three for four. Ooh, and you messed up on the Marvel movie. There is oh. no Marvel movie. Oh, there's oh. no Marvel movie. Oh, is it, is no. it creation? It Notice. is margin call. Oh, a Margin Hall. Wow. I, I don't even know what that is.
1: That's one of those movies that has every actor. It's it's another Kevin Bacon uh, game type of movie because, like, everyone okay. is in it. I it's forgot like I he, he was, was in Ross it. kind of thing. I say,
3: but three out of four, man, that's pretty that's good. A good, good. Uh, that's a good Zoom start. That's a good start. Zoom
1: five, man. <laughs> 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 All right, what's next? Uh, uh, Kyle, why don't you take us away with your first one? Sure. So I'm doing I'm doing a a 90s
3: power couple. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, So my are doing one one person at a time? Do one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so the 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 male half of this power couple is Batman himself, Mr. Ben Affleck,
1: (laughs) Ben Affleck. Okay. So,
2: okay. What
3: are the things? and
1: I and I will tell you they are four films. They're four I've, films, and he's, he, <laughs> no, he's done a lot of television. Well, he's anything, a director <laughs> and an actor, so it's True. also possible that some of the stuff he's directed is on there. Uh,
2: okay, you are correct. That is impossible. I gotta say, I, th- I I think that two for sure picks would be Gone Girl and Goodwill Hunting.
1: Goodwill Hunting, I feel, is a a given because of the Oscar and everything with that one. Gone Girl, I think, is a pretty strong possibility. I kind of, I don't know, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, but it, because he was in a good number of um, Kevin Smith's movies, it makes me wonder if there's a Kevin Smith movie on there. Like, um, what was the one where he and Matt Damon were the angels? Dogma? Something like Dogma? Or the one where he had the kid... Um, with j-lo
2: jersey girl
1: jersey girl the underrated movie
2: now what are the chances that there's a batman movie on there
1: well they're recent but i feel we're, we haven't we don't have anything on there that he's directed so i feel like we need to put on something like um gone baby gone no it'd probably be the town okay. or actually it'd probably be argo
2: Oh, Argo i I would definitely go with Argo. Yeah,
1: Argo, maybe Argo and the town because he also stars in that one. Yeah, he's been in so many things. Do you want to throw a Batman movie on there?
2: Actually, I'm fine without it. I think um, Argo, Goodwill Hunting are two that should stay i'm I think I'm okay with go- staying with the town as well, okay. Uh, what do you think we should do for the fourth one? Uh,
1: I mean, Gone Girl. Uh, but then I feel like they're all really obvious ones. Like we don't have that kind of obscure. Mall rats. Know, where to, uh, uh, we could do something like mall Back rats. A Volkswagen? Yeah. I, I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I feel like dogma for some reason, but we could do Mallrats. rats. I don't know. Let's do dogma.
2: I feel like dogma.
3: Okay, so tell me your four.
2: Goodwill Hunting, Argo, The Town and Dogma. Oh, you
3: should have gone with your first instincts because you did 3 for 4. You had oh. Argo, The Town and Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> but you eliminated Gone Girl too soon. Uh, At it, I was like, I was like, oh, uh, man, I'm like, that was I'm like, does Ray have this up in front of him? Because like, you're doing all, you named all four <laughs> in the, in the order they were on the site. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I don't have it up. I was just convinced that they were all um, Mainstream, That popular, there needed to be that yeah. weird IMDb twist right? in there. So, yeah. oh well. All right, gents, you ready for uh, my first pick do it so i'm looking at uh somebody from a recent movie that we just just talked about on the film board we're looking at pedro pascal Ooh, the
3: hardest working man in hollywood right now
1: <laughs> seems to be Jeez, yeah i just oh he was in robert rodriguez's new movie on imdb right. which don't worry is not one of the top four here <laughs> <laughs> but we can't heroes. just for- <laughs> we, we sure can be all right so what do you two think
2: well, if they do television shows, I would think that The Mandalorian would have to be a given.
1: TV does pop up. Okay, so just for
3: pop culture thing, would Wonder Woman 1984 because it's current?
2: Yeah, I would, I would go with that one.
3: Okay.
2: But quite frankly, um, I'm not that familiar with much more of his filmography.
3: I will say Kingsman Golden Circle.
2: That sound, Okay, that sounds like a good one. That was
3: the first time I sort of like went, ooh, who's this guy? Um, and then I'm sure it's going to be something, like, actor like, <laughs> like You know, like, you know, we can, be, we can be heroes and sort of, like,
1: fun and exciting. You know, this will be, like— I'll tell you, you, you two something. have at least heard of—I'm sure you've heard of all four, but you've probably okay. seen at least three of them. If not, uh, uh, at least you know about those three in, in more detail, like other things from them.
3: Uh, yeah, we got Mandalorian, Kingman, Golden Circle, and Wonder Woman 1984. Or just Wonder Woman 84, I
2: guess. It so is. we just need one uh, more.
3: I know he's done other stuff with Robert Rodriguez before. We'll say Once Upon a Time in Mexico because everybody was in that one. Was he in it? I have no idea. But, like, there's so many people in that movie, I would be surprised if he's in there somewhere.
2: Let's just say it. So, Mandalorian.
3: Uh, Kingdom of Golden Circle, Wonder Woman, 1984, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which is probably
1: <laughs> completely wrong. All right, well, you got uh, 50%. You did 50%. The Mandalorian, absolutely, that's in the first spot. Yep. Game of Thrones, number two, he plays oh, Oberon Martell. Oh, you asked me if I had TV, and I didn't tell you how many. Yes, you uh, didn't. You did not. He does pop up in Game of Thrones. Kingsman the Golden Circle is number three. And the big surprise that everybody forgot about was Zhang Yimou's The Great Wall with Matt Damon and Pedro, oh. Pedro Pascal helping, no helping the people fight the monsters on the other side of the wall so man. yeah okay, yeah I would yeah. not have known he was in that Game except of Thrones that we that oh the man show, so.
3: it's, it's the, and the worst part about this Even I haven't gotten this part in the book yet but I'm actually reading the making of Game of Thrones book right now so like Game of Thrones is in my oh, brain currently yep yeah. yeah, so it says fire cannot kill a dragon it's I, I highly recommend it. it's really really good because it's like the journalist was there from like season one so
1: he like gets a lot of dirt nice oh cool very cool all right Ray number two
2: for you Okay, so this was an actor that Andy and Pete actually did a series on, on the main show, Once Upon a Time. Uh, Let's take a look at Eddie Murphy.
1: Okay, Beverly Hills Cop has to be on there. And I feel like Coming to America has to be on there.
3: Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Um, Trading Places?
1: That seems like it would be a good one.
3: Um, But, you know, weirdly, what's coming to mind would be, like, Dream Girls. Like you got so close to an Oscar on that. I kind of feel like that might say, but is it just by popularity? Like, That's you know, the thing, it, right? Is, is Shrek going to be on there?
1: Yeah. And I mean, geez, it could be something crazy like the golden child. <laughs>
3: but yes. I, 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 want the knife. Yes.
1: <laughs> the dancing. Was it Pepsi can?
3: Ooh, put that on the silver line.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fill out your whole season. That's by right. the time This episode. That's over. right. Okay. So Beverly Hills cop, um, I, let's do yes. Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Trading okay. Places Coming to America. I think those three are, are good ones to throw on there. And, okay, then, and then I think Shrek. You think Shrek over Dream Girls? Because I was going to say, and I, I think, think Dream Girls. Okay. Yeah, let's do Shrek then. All right. All okay. right. That's it. There's our four. What do you think, uh, Ray?
2: All right. You guys got one. Oh. What? You Holy guys cow. got one, wow. and that was Coming to America. Wow. Dream Girls.
1: Oh
3: man, uh, I should have gone with my first yeah, instinct. Yeah.
2: The Nutty Professor. Uh, what? Wow. And Harlem Knights.
1: Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> what? What? <I> <laughs> wow.
3: Okay. So,
1: so peculiar. Oh, right. Geez. Okay. I guess. Wow. Yeah. IMDb, man. Uh, you yep. never fail to confuse. You <laughs> never know. I never know. All right, Kyle, what's your second one? You said it's a power couple. Okay. Power couple. Uh... Is it J-Lo? No, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay.
2: I would think Shakespeare in Love.
1: I feel like yes, absolutely. Would you say something like Sliding Doors? Maybe. Or what was the one, Emma? Was it Emma that she did? Emma, I would definitely say Emma. Emma. Yeah. I I feel like we're going to, you know, I don't know if she's big enough in the Iron Man.
2: I, I just can't remember. Iron Man 3, she had a significantly bigger role than usual.
1: She did. Uh, but then also there's something like Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, oh,
2: right? Which she could pop up in. What what was that um, karaoke movie she did with Huey Lewis?
1: Yes, yeah, duet. <laughs> yeah, that came duets. up in our last, yeah, uh, in right. our that last was, competition. When thing. I was doing the collaboration game. Yeah. 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 Duets. She could pop up in that. Okay, well, let's go with Emma, Shakespeare in Love. Oh, what about Seven? Do you think her part in Seven is is Big enough to warrant their the known-for list? You know what? I know. Exactly. I would say,
2: you know what? I think it's going to, yeah, I would go with seven.
1: Okay, so then we're Emma, Shakespeare in Love, seven, Iron Man 3. Do you want to do that?
2: Shakespeare in Love, Emma, seven, and Iron Man 3.
3: Oh, once again, you had it and <laughs> you let it go. So you got three out of four. <sighs> so Shakespeare in Love, Emma, Iron Man 3, good job. And Sliding Doors. Ooh,
1: oh, my. I mentioned it. You
2: had it. I should have kept it going, that one on there. Sorry,
1: Andy. Man, I know. What are you going to do? All right. Okay, last round. Uh, I, I'm jumping back again to Wonder Woman 1984. And this time, uh, I'm bringing up Kristen Wiig. Oh. Kristen Wiig. Oh. Okay. So, Bridesmaids. Ghostbusters.
3: Ghostbusters answer the call. Wonder Woman 1984? Like, we got burned on yeah, that let, Hey, <laughs> let's...
2: Second shot, man. Second shot. Right?
3: Uh, and I would say Skeleton Twins.
2: Oh, yes. Let's go with those four. Bridesmaids, Ghostbusters, Wonder Woman, and Skeleton Twins.
1: Well, once again, you're a 50%. Oh, okay. So, uh, Bridesmaids, yes, absolutely. The Skeleton yeah. Twins. Good call on that one. Nice. Then you missed The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Which is a fantastic film.
3: I forgot she was in that movie.
1: It is a great movie. And Zoolander (laughs) 2. Oh,
3: God. Uh, Andy, don't do that to me.
1: Uh, Knife to the heart. uh, Yes. Alexania Atos. Well, there it is. There you go.
3: Is there PTSD for movies? Because I feel like I have that (laughs) for Zoolander
1: 2. I have that for the first Zoolander. Some movies you enjoy.
3: Some movies you endure. And some movies are a
2: battle.
1: (laughs) So true. So true. All right. Well, that was a fun round of the IMDb game. Um, And I guess that means it's time for the list. That's right. Over in our Discord uh, show talk channel, we posted a list last week listing some options related to the movie that we released this week. The first in our Soviet uh, science fiction series, Dead Mountaineers Hotel. And, uh, yeah, we uh, ended up with a tie, which was um, always fun to see. Um, The options that were picked were Other Beings Disguised as Humans, Mountain Hotels, and Movie Avalanches. And we tied Other Beings Disguised as Humans and Mountain Hotels. We decided, let's just talk about Other Beings Disguised as Humans, but let's each bring a hotel movie, too. So, here we are. I get to kick us off since I got my trailer in there first. And I'm going to start with... What am I going to start with? You know, in the context of other beings disguised as humans, I feel like, uh, well, one, this is a pretty broad and big category, which I really like when we do because it gives us a lot of different interesting things to talk about, but I feel like I could not do this without uh bringing a replicant onto the list so i had to i had to add blade runner on there because uh you know it's hard to tell are you a human or are you not a human they don't even know for pete's sake so blade runner the first on the list for me
3: okay so andy you find a turtle
1: (laughs) it's on its back (laughs) oh excellent i want to ask you a couple of quick questions and then we can move on yes right right all right, uh,
2: uh, uh, All right, so this is a movie based on a book that I recently reread, so this was fresh in my memory for this list. So the main characters are kind of on a quest, and they go back to the main character's hometown, sort of, to visit an old family friend who's this old woman and out of nowhere the old woman's body kind of falls apart to reveal that it's been a snake hiding in her corpse pretending to be the woman it is harry potter and the deathly hallows part 1 whenever they oh my. whenever harry and hermione go to godric's hollow and they come across the woman bethilda bagshot who is dead but Voldemort's snake has been hiding in her corpse pretending to be her.
3: Hmm. And of course now we know that it was a woman who turned into a snake who was then pretending to be a woman again, so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right.
2: That's a,
1: that's a, that was a creepy, I mean, creepy A scene. Com-
3: plot complication? Yes. <laughs> oh, <sorry.
2: laughs>
1: All right, Kyle. What's that's your good. first pick? Uh, so my, my
3: wife always enjoys this, and then uh, when I say enjoys. I I, I, put, I kind of put it in italics uh, because she always gets annoyed that I don't pick her her picks. Because she, so she thought of one right off the bat when I said that I was doing this, and I was. She's like, "Oh yeah, this movie," but that's too obvious. They'll do that, and I kind of went, "No, that's brilliant." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's uh, rare that you the you have the the third act spoil or like you know a twist that you a character you thought was alive is now dead or, or whatever it was along the way um but it's very rare that you go through an entire movie and go well that's interesting i guess the actor was playing the character a little bit differently only to find out in the post credit scene that it's a whole different character has been pretending to be that character and of course i'm talking about nick fury who has been replaced
2: by a scroll oh good one
1: excellent yeah i was wondering if that was going to come up in the realm of other beings disguised as humans, I was I was thinking about how I could vary it up so it wasn't all aliens because I'm like because at first I started writing my list and I'm like every single one of these is an alien. What else can I do? And so I I started thinking of what other things I've seen in movies uh disguised as humans. And the second uh thing that um that I'm gonna go with is a film where essentially a demon ends up disguised as human. And it is in a a film based on a comic uh, series that, I really liked the movie. I haven't seen the TV series, but I just thought the movie worked really well, and Keanu Reeves was great in it. It is Constantine.
2: Uh-huh. And uh, right
1: toward the beginning of the film, we have uh, this uh, this person digging in some ruins, and he, he finds this this uh, ancient weapon, and, uh, and he gets hit by a car <laughs> inhabited by the demon. And it's just, it was a thrilling way to kind of uh, get things uh, rolling with that film, and I just had a great time. I know a lot of people had issues with it, but I enjoyed Constantine. That's my second pick.
2: I really have to rewatch That's that. That's a
3: great one. Yeah, that that movie is highly underrated. I think people are coming around to it now cuz there's a lot of Keanu hate at the time and now that we mm. sort of love Keanu again, people are looking revisiting it and going, "Oh wait, this was actually a really really good movie." Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Plus Peter Stormare and is so good. He's right? yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Rachel
1: Weisz as the, as the Weiss. woman. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Rachel yeah. Weisz. Great movie. When has Rachel Weisz ever been bad? Yeah. I mean, so true. On. So true. <laughs> All right, Ray, number two.
2: All right, well, I did what Andy did. I tried to vary mine up so that it wasn't the same being each time being disguised as a human. So my first one was a snake. My next one, you know, imagine there's this government employee. He's on his way to work. He's a bit of a womanizer. He picks up this random woman, thinks she's sexy, you know. Takes her to a secret room only to discover that she's an alien. She bites off his finger and attempts to kill the president and Mars attacks. <laughs> 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 ah, nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's really funny because the way that you were talking, I'm like, oh, my God, uh-huh. he stole mine. He stole it, and then you. I was like, "Oh, he totally oh. didn't." But wow, okay, interesting. <laughs> oh, see
3: now, okay. So I think I know what one of yours is then. But oh, I don't have okay. My like, list, so I, I'm going not. Gonna, I was I, about to say, "Oh, you." That sounds like it was. But I'm not, I'm yeah, all, right. I'll not. I won't give it away. <laughs> all right, Kyle. Uh, so it's interesting. This actor was actually already mentioned uh, previously. Uh, Out of the blue, uh, it's in on a show like this. We always talk about you know the greats of cinema, and you have these these epic Oscar-nominated things. And then there's these other movies that don't get mentioned anymore. So, what's better than having one Eddie Murphy in your movie? How about a small Eddie Murphy inside a giant Eddie Murphy? Uh, So, from 2008, it's Meet Dave. Wow. Which, if you don't remember, was nominated for two Razzie Awards, uh, Worst Actor for Eddie Murphy, and Worst Screen Couple for Eddie Murphy in Eddie Murphy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I that's what I'm glad that I never saw it just never I never never saw saw that Uh, one either Hey, hey Kevin Hart is in that movie I saw the trailer for that and I was like yeah that's one I just never need to go (laughs)
3: It's so weird for you guys who are fans of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Bill Corbett actually wrote the original screenplay for what was called Starship Dave. And then it suddenly became an Eddie Murphy movie and
1: everything changed. It's amazing how movies can get destroyed because of someone who signs on. Exactly all right meet dave that was your second pick uh i'm going to uh my final round now and this was a film that i was i I, it was a science fiction film that kind of was haunting in the way that it was told jonathan glazer directed this in 2013 about a woman who gets picked up it starts off with her getting uh, uh or she's actually found by a motorcyclist she's kind of laying there and uh and and uh takes her and everything and she basically takes her back to this house and undresses and they follow her but then end up falling into this like black liquid and it is such a creepy film. Scarlett Johansson is the lead. She is the alien disguised as a human. It is Under the Skin. Really incredible and in comp- just very compelling science fiction film. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I'm not selling it well enough, but Under the Skin that is my final pick. Nice. Have either of you seen this one?
2: No.
3: No, I'm aware of it, but I haven't seen it. I guess that would, if you do a series about Vans, I
1: think that would be in there, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it would have to be, yes. Yeah. All right.
2: All right. I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for my final pick, because ever since the Sat Mat expanded to more hosts and we joined, I have been looking for an opportunity to include this movie. It is one of the worst movies ever, but it was the most successful made-for-TV movie from 1978, fun fact. So this movie is about a theme park, and uh, there's the guy played by Anthony Zerbe, who is the head technician who designs the attractions and the rides, who gets fired, and he wants revenge on the park Particularly because, not just because they fired him, but because they have hired the band KISS to come in and play a show. The movie I'm talking about is KISS meets The Phantom of the Park. Anthony Zerbe creates these robot versions of KISS to take their place and zombify the crowd into attacking the theme park. (laughs)
3: Nice Isn't Paul Williams I don't
1: remember Wow He's in (laughs) Phantom Paradise
3: Oh Maybe I was was That's
1: Really funny. I've never even heard of that.
2: It is one of the worst movies ever made, but it is so fun to watch. (laughs)
3: Halfway through your description, I'm like, isn't this a Scooby-Doo episode? Funny enough,
2: I think that was made by Hanna-Barbera.
1: That is crazy. So crazy. All right. Well, it's officially now in the record as having been picked for the sat-mat list. Very funny. All right, Kyle, finish this off. What's your final pick?
3: So my my pick is as also not aliens. Uh, so this is interesting. So I have not seen this movie since I was a child because it terrorized me so much mm. as a child. I have not been able to watch it again. Uh, so this was in the era where sort of you had um some horror elements and you had some uh, boys on bikes uh, genre thing. So it's sort of like the intersection of like Monster Squad and Goonies and ET and Poltergeist. Uh, and it created this terrible but terrifying um little film called The Gate from 1987. Uh, It's the typical thing of like the, the teenager, you know, is is, uh, uh, babysitting. And so the parents leave and then throws a rager party. And then they, of course, like you do in in the eighties, you read demonic incantations and open a portal to hell. (laughs) Uh, And so it was, I mean, it was, you know, you look at it now and it's, it's a little bit cheesy. They did a lot of like the special effects were in claymation uh, and stuff too. So like, you have like these, these weird claymation things running around and much stuff too. But the, the one, the, the moment that scared me and like still like terrified me, I had nightmares about was at one point they have sort of think they've beaten the monsters and they, and they see out front that their parents have come home. And so the, the young kid goes running out and he's like, dad, dad. And like, and so the dad reaches out and puts his hand on his shoulder and goes, you've been back and he looks up it turns out it's a demon pretending to be his father like that whatever is like stuck into my whatever 10 year old head at the time and I was like like your parents could turn into monsters at any moment and yeah it's a
1: I'm I'm sure if I watched it now I'd be like it's good I've rewatched it somewhat in like the last 10 years or so I thought it held up really well I had a great time with it it's uh, Tibor T. or whatever yeah okay
3: I watched the trailer again and I, it, it, was like, it was like traumatic flashbacks.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I, I loved that movie. I saw it in the theaters when I was a kid. I had so oh, much wow. fun with it. And uh, yeah, I, I rented it again because I'm like, I wonder how this holds up. And I'm like, wow, it actually worked. Yeah. Like when he, he's, he gets the eyeball in his hand the in the and hand. then he has to like yeah. stab himself in the hand to, he, to stab the eyeball and stuff. Oh, yeah. Creepy, creepy stuff. I, I loved it. Great final pick, The Gate. All right, so that is it for the list. Uh, good round of movies, gents. Some some great things yeah. on there, and, uh, and some stuff. Uh, I when you
3: were uh, Ray, when you were describing uh, your your second pick or whatever, I thought you were talking about Species. Oh, mm. and I was like, oh. And then when Andy said, oh, that sounds like I was like, I'm like, oh, Andy picked Species, and nobody's picked Species. Well, that that would have <laughs> been a good
1: one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was did... like, now I'm thinking like, that would have been good. That what was other, a good. Alternate. What other backup? Speaking of Species, did you have anything else? I had uh, the faculty. Okay. Which was one of John Stewart's finest acting performances.
2: The only backup I had was uh, Westworld or its sequel, Future World.
1: Yeah, right, right. Good. That's a good one. I had a huge list that I just kept writing stuff. <laughs> Men, in, Men in Black, specifically the third one, because I really liked oh. the third one. Uh, my stepmother is an alien, which I haven't seen since I was a kid, <laughs> but it's right that one's the totally yeah, Right, exactly. Um, and What Planet Are You From? Gary Shambling oh, in yeah. his nonsensical alien Shandling. movie that he filmed here in Phoenix. Um, invasion of the Body Snatchers, of course. They Live, The Thing, The Witches, Brother from Another Planet, Starman, Superman, Wonder Woman... <laughs> <laughs> uh with uh mars as he's disguised as the guy uh and then oh i thought you were say wonder woman like she's pretending to be no human. it's mars yeah mars is in that one and uh the terminator and of course uh mimic with the giant creepy uh cockroaches disguising as yeah, humans in the subway
3: I, I, th- I thought of that one too but i thought that it was like there i couldn't i didn't know if it was like from outside supposed to be from outside or whatever because those are like bugs pretending to be people? I don't know if that would
2: count.
1: It's another being disguised as a human, I guess. So, sure, why not? All right, well, that's it for that one. Um, Now let's jump into some hotels, some mountain hotels, Uh, guys. Um, I, uh, for my first uh, mountain hotel, we're only doing one each. But, um, so I came up with, this was the first thing that came to my mind. And it was a really interesting Spanish film that I believe is still on Netflix. It's called The Invisible Guest or Contratiempo. And it is a mystery film, and it's set up in a really interesting way about this um, this guy who uh, wakes up in a room, it's locked, all the windows, um, it's the wintertime in this mountain hotel, and I found it, it's called the Hotel Val de Nuria, way up in the mountains in the Pyrenees, in the northeast corner of Spain, practically on the border of france a beautiful beautiful location where this hotel was um but he wakes him wakes up in this room it's winter and in the winter time they take all the they lock the windows and take all the handles off so uh people can't open them and and his his uh, lover is found dead in the bathtub and he is the obvious suspect because he's unconscious but um but because of this whole situation. It turns into this murder mystery of because he says, I didn't do it. And so it's the mystery of, well, how did this happen? So really, really interesting film worth checking out. It's called The Invisible Guest.
2: Very interesting.
1: All right. Ray, Mountain Hotel.
2: So this one was really hard for me, but uh, I finally thought of one. So I'm glad mm. this isn't a full list. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were talking about the Criterion Collection earlier. This is, I think, the third film that they ever released – and it is the 1938 Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Lady Vanishes. Hmm. Oh, uh, and if you're unfamiliar yeah. with the movie, it's you know this group of people headed for England get stranded because of an avalanche, and they get they hole up in a hotel in this fictional country, and it's a mountain hotel. And then this young girl befriends this old woman, and then they all get on a train to head back to England, and she discovers that the old lady isn't on the train and that everyone is per, seems to think that she never the old woman never existed. And it's kind of messed up. And yeah, it's
1: Yeah, it's a great, great one. Yeah. Yeah. It's bulk, the bulk of it's on the on the train. But yeah, the, it's a great little hotel. Great little set hotel that they have there. Kyle Mountain Hotel.
3: All right, so uh, mine has a pretty powerhouse cast, especially for the 70s. Uh, we've got Robert Forster. We've got Mia Farrow. And we've got the late, great Rock Hudson. Uh, this is from uh, 1978. And uh, as, I, as I, this is the first one that occurred to me as well. And I thought uh, what interesting about this is not only does it honor uh, that pick, but it honors the pick that, that wasn't chosen, too, because it's a little film called Avalanche. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> And I only became aware of it because uh, it was on Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Nice. <laughs> so you can check it out and listen to the bots uh, have a good time making fun of this terrible, <laughs> terrible movie uh, <laughs> uh, on the on the the return uh, the first season on Netflix.
1: Oh, that's funny. That is really funny. That's it, it was prime time for all those seventies uh, disaster oh, yeah, films. Was, so of like course it fits Inferno exactly. Fits Adventure, like fits that right stuff. in. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, there's the mountain hotels. I had a few other backups. One is technically, it's a clinical allergy institute <laughs> on the top, but it's on Her Majesty's <laughs> Secret Service, uh, that fantastic okay. place where they uh, where Bond goes to uh, fight Blofeld up there. And last but not oh, least, I, I was like, oh, hot tub time machine, of course, because oh. they're at, the, uh, at this yeah. mountain hotel at the ski resort and they uh, take yeah. this magic hot tub and go back in time. So there it is.
3: Was the, uh, because w- here it comes again, the
1: Kingsman Golden Circle, was
3: that a, it was a research lab or was it a hotel as well that the, in the mountains where they had the, the gondola, the gondola thing
1: there. Gosh, I can't remember now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, I just thought of two more movies.
1: See, they just start coming. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the Shining and Dr. Sleep.
1: Oh yeah. yeah of <laughs> course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I. Absolutely, or, yeah,
3: or ski patrol, I mean that would really be the third part of that
1: trip, <laughs> <laughs> right. what was that john uh uh John Cusack movie where he's skiing
3: better off dead, yeah,
1: I feel like it is, yeah, so there you go there's there's so, so many would, once you once you jump into the, summer, so. <laughs> yeah, once you go into the ski into anything relating to skiing and ski resorts yeah. and stuff, inevitably, there's probably Out a mountain cold. Hotel, that so. was
3: the that was the Zach Galifianakis one, I think. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, so next week, we're going to be talking about the second film in our Soviet science fiction film series. Uh, It is called To the Stars by Hard Ways, or Per Aspera Ad Astra, as the uh, Latin expression goes. This is a 1981 film directed by Richard Viktorov, and um, it is definitely more, um, like aliens coming down and going up to space and all that sort of thing the story i'm guessing neither of you have seen it is about a ship they they find a the a derelict vessel basically that's full of um, a bunch of dead clones because the side of the ship blew out except one is alive because she happened to be in a suit space suit and they bring her back to earth and kind of teach her earth ways and all that sort of stuff even though she still has like these all sorts of crazy powers And um, and then she sees the ambassador of her planet and they decide to go back to her planet to stop uh, stop a villain who's kind of destroying it. So that's kind of it's a wacky movie. In fact, speaking of Mystery Science Theater uh, (laughs) 3000, they did a one of the cuts of this film they actually used on their show. I think it was called uh, like Asteroid Girl or Meteor Girl or something like that, but. So, we have a few options. Uh, Anything strike your fancy? We've got aliens learning to be human. Telekinesis. Don't fall into that liquid. (laughs) Rescuing one survivor from a derelict (laughs) spacecraft or vehicle. (laughs) Weird hair and teaching some creature to be human. What do you think?
3: Oh, we have to do don't fall into
1: that liquid? (laughs) Yeah. Seems like an obvious one. Of
2: course. That's got so much potential. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like. yes it uh, does all right so i like uh, okay, teaching well, yeah, some creature to be human
1: which is specifically not necessarily an alien learning to be human but you're teaching this is about the people who are right. teaching them to do it okay
3: right uh and i would say telekinesis telekinesis that's an awesome power
1: all right those are the picks we will get those up in our show talk channel
3: hey andy i want to vote in next week's challenge how do I do that?
1: All you need to do is go over to the Show Talk channel in the Next, next Reel Discord community, and you can lend your vote in the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. How do you get access to the show talk channel, you ask? All you have to do is head over to the nextreel.com slash membership and you can become a member of the next reel family of podcasts. For just a buck a month, you can become a one-reeler and join our online community in our Discord server. And for a few dollars more a month, become a two-reel supporter and join us for show live streams as we record early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed and access to the super secret member channels in Discord. Super secret. Plus, you can now support with a single annual donation at either level. Wow, what a bargain. And you know what else is exciting right now, gents? What? Uh, do either, are either of you big Letterboxd fans?
2: Love Letterboxd. I live by Letterboxd.
1: Letterboxd is offering NextReal members a 20% discount to upgrade their membership to pro or patron levels. You just go to nextreel.com slash Letterboxd, and you can sign up right there pretty cool.
2: That is pretty cool. All
1: right, everybody. Thanks to everybody who's joined us and for all of those checking us out. Your support allows us to keep producing and growing the next real family podcast here at True Story FM. We hope you enjoyed listening and had fun with us chatting about movies today. Kyle, Ray, thank you so much for joining me today to chat. Have a good one.
2: Enough said. Bye, bye, bye.
0: Just visit thenextreel.com/slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having